Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather, or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come. Get set with your favorite tea or coffee for the run. And let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light, and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Before we jump right into the episode today, I just want to check in to see whether you are living the life that you deserve and the life of your dreams. So what I'm super passionate about is kind of acknowledging where you've come from and guiding you with positive influence to where you want to go. And this reflects in all of the work that I do. So I don't just work one job. I don't just teach yoga. I also have other businesses where I'm recruiting other people like myself who have a really high energy and have this desire to want to connect to other souls from all sorts of areas. And this is also a means to be able to have passive income coming in from many different streams. So if that is something that you are interested in and want to know more about it, please reach out to me and you can get in contact with me via my phone number or my Instagram or my Facebook or email. And I've provided all of that in the show notes and you'll be able to find me. So I really, really look forward to hearing from you, connecting with you and potentially even working with you. Let's do this. All right, we are officially live on Instagram and we have our little Zoom recording up as well. <clears throat> and I have the second legend here who completed Hell Weekend recently. So this is the lovely Joshua Lees, or if you're finding him on social, it's Josh Lees 76, I believe. Or have I got uh, Josh Lees 91. Josh, yeah. Numbers all over the place. <laughs> just telling him your password. You're thinking about <laughs> Yes, I am. Um, so would you just like to start with introducing what Hell Weekend was defined in your head as when we when we initially oh, went into yeah. it? Um, yeah, initially, like, it was just after we watched Dave Goggins and um, <clears throat> just had this really, I guess, you know, desire to push ourselves, push ourselves harder. And the idea behind it was like push ourselves so hard past what we thought we could possibly push ourselves to know that we can go that level. And knowing that we can go that level then turns into like, well, if I can do that, I can do anything. So, um, and then, you know, leading up to it was a lot of watching um, YouTube on Hell Week and 
just getting the mind prep for, you know, not only getting the mind prep, but also getting an understanding of what we need to set ourselves up for. And although it was nowhere near as bad as Hell Week, it actually would be. And I honestly think, you know, in the state I was in for that time period, I would not have passed Hell Week. Um, but at the same time, when you're in a different situation and a different group environment and you just get told to do something, you do it, you generally just do it. Totally. So, you know, I still think I have the mental strength to do something like that. We'll see when you're in it. <clears throat> How about it? Um, so I know that you were the one who we all looked to as the one who kind of instigated it. I know there was that impulse of us watching it with the suggestion of Tom and then that creative idea was like, we need to do it. And I would just love to go through the mental process of when you decided that it was a thing and making that decision and how the rest of the week kind of like what, what mind games went, went through with that leading up to the actual event. Because I know that in the moment you're almost like, let's do it now. And I'm yeah. very much like you. And I know you're so headstrong that once you've made a decision that it's like, it is. It's yeah. Happy. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. In the moment, it's like, I'm, I'm a very big one, you know, from learning from Jim Rohn and stuff. It's like, if you let an idea slip even a day, even a couple of hours and the desire to actually do it starts to dwindle. So it's like, let's do it. And I don't remember what day, it might've been the weekend. It's like, we couldn't do it right now. And even though I was like, let's do it now, pretty sure I started with a four by four by 48 mm. um, challenge. And I, I said, let's start it now because I thought we could start now. Nobody else was really interested. Um, <laughs> We're like, yes, Josh. Yeah. Going. And to be honest, I would have. I, <laughs> I know. Wouldn't. You had um, that look in your eye. But then, you know, that turned into Hell Weekend and then we planned it. It's like, it was, was going to be July and I didn't want to leave. Yeah. Um, so it's like, let's, you know, we worked out we could do it. Um, and then leading up to it, I was keen. I was keen and I was always keen. The keenness never changed, but I think a little bit of nerves kicked in the day and the, like two days in the day like leading up to it mm. and um those nerves were like you know what? i could really not do this you know i could really choose to just not do this but then in my head it's just like you know regret outweighs the pain yeah and it got to a point where it's like we're doing this regardless we're going to do it and then i guess once i kind of resolved that in my head like i already had but it's just like that I call it the, you know, the bitch in me. <laughs> the bitch in me was coming out and it's just like, that's what I want to get rid of completely and this, that helped a lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, then we just decided like, you know, let's do it for more than just us and that was when we kind of decided to make it a full live event and make it a fundraiser as well. Yeah. And, you know, if you're doing it for more than you then, and, you know, you're always doing more for others than you will for yourself. 100%. And just as a side note before we um, delve into a few more questions here, uh, we teamed up with Young Veterans Australia and actually ended up um, getting $1,500 in charity. And so, like, that's a really cool thing of, you know, that helped push the boys and propel them forward. And, like, also there was the interaction of people joining in on our lives. And, you know, every time they'd come in, it's like these lives have not stopped um, which was a really, really cool part of the event. But if we just track back, so we've gone from that beginning phase of there was the impulse of decision to actually do the event, the build up and lead up to the event. And then we actually got to 
Friday morning, getting everything ready. Um, and I know that you, you were busy doing all of the scheduling and stuff beforehand, but what was, because you did put the schedule together, do you feel like you'd rather not have done that moving into your 9am Friday morning start? I feel like it would have been a lot easier to, like in the sense of actual hell week, you know, you've got a number of instructors and a lot of instructors, and, you know, it's so easy to be told to do something and just do it. Whereas I kind of knew what I was doing when I was doing it. And then me being me, I made it, you know, impossible, <laughs> like absolutely impossible. And I'm just like, oh, we can do this. And then two hours in, I'm, I'm hating myself. And then I'm most like nearly in tears from you guys absolutely railing us. Oh, we've got Matthew. Oh, we had Matthew Keen on. Yeah, yeah that's and that funny. reminds me, guys. Um, I was chatting to Matthew, who um, is, you know, one of the head volunteers. I believe he is, a, you know, the volunteer in charge of Young Veterans Australia, and um, he was super grateful for all the donations and super grateful that we did it. But at the end of the day, um, the, the community matters as much as the money. So, 100%. so go join the community and um, give back that way as well. Yeah. And that's just Young Veterans Australia uh, or Young Veterans and Facebook pages and stuff. So Yeah, and you'll find in our, um, in our, like what we follow or if you need to get in contact with us, we can lead you in the direction if you want to follow or even look at Hell Weekend because that's on our Facebook and all of the recordings are there and open to the public. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really, I really love what you were saying there about, you know, it is almost easier in a sense of, of turning up and taking orders but then there's like what I was going through with Tom in our interview is that there were moments within Hell Weekend that I think became too rhythmical which was like you were knowing you were getting that your 6.4k runs and this was a moment of reprieve even though it wasn't physical reprieve it was like okay I can count on that I can start to map things out with times and roughly yeah. blah 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 so it's like I I wonder what your opinions on that were. And like, personally, I think we stopped giving, uh, we stopped taking the control from you and kind of gave a little bit of that back. And I would have been really interested to see how you responded. Yeah, I think, um, especially from the research I did on like the whole Hell Week thing as well, um, the meal breaks every six hours, yeah. that is a, a must obviously energy wise yeah but um you know it is a morale booster it's yeah like one hour to meal like you yeah. get to you get to get to that point and it's like you get there and it's like oh just rest for a bit <laughs> but the six by sorry the four by four by 48 gave a good structure sure um and to be honest without that structure you have so much more time to fill yeah and and even with the four by four by 48 initially it was it was the reprieve, yeah. but by the end of it, my feet were in like 11 out of 10 pain, every single step hurt. And you felt, you know, eight kilometers of those 6.4 kilometers. Yeah. I mean, like it, I you, felt, you felt much more than I weird. could see it. <laughs> and um, we ended up doing, it was about 1.1 kilometer strips. So we ended up doing more than 6.4, which is a little bit more than four miles, about 4.2 miles each time. Yeah. But get to that end part and you just you're like i can't my feet just i don't know you remember seeing my feet they were like bruised and swollen like this and that was just from walking and and um i thought i broke my foot like it hurt that much but then 
after 16 hours worth of sleep afterwards, it's like much better. But the, the 4 by 4 by 48 ended up being the really, really, really hard part of the end. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting perspective because I like, you know, on, on that perspective of like certainty and stuff and structure, it's um, yeah, just a different perspective from your eyes. So I, I appreciate mm. that. Um, can you talk to the fact of like walking into this event with a very strong mental game? And I would consider you fairly physically fit. Mm. and what went initially and how did your like how did you respond to the dynamic shift between body breakdown and yeah where your mind went? well um I, I consider myself you know like just naturally fit in a sense but I will say I did zero training coming up to this like leading up to it I did zero training I went for one four kilometer run in the two weeks leading up to it. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, my body went really quickly. But I know that, and I'm, I'm a big believer, the body, uh, the mind will always go before the body. Yeah. And knowing that in my head, like I do feel like I have a pretty strong mental game. Um, I kept going regardless. And even though like, you know, my feet were shot. They were absolutely shot. Every time you'd stop for 10 seconds and get back up and your whole body just like, no, this is like, go. And then, you know, you start going and it gets a little bit easier. Um, I don't know. I just, I just knew I could do it. And, you know, like, even if it was 48 hours, even if it, even if they, like, I remember saying this to you and Tom at the end, like, even if you threw a 24 hour extension, literally in the last minute, like, just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> Cause it's, I don't know, it's a story you tell yourself. And initially it was the story of like, this is easy, even though it was grueling hard when you guys were absolutely flogging us on that first day. Um, you know, there's words to yourself actually make a difference. And if you sit there going, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, it's going to make time take three times as long. Whereas if you're just like, this will be over in a bit, this is awesome. And I can just keep, make a joke out of it. Essentially. Like, it's like the story you tell yourself is what's real. 100%. With, um, Oh, so many questions in there of like what I want to ask you because I, I want to see if you could break down the 48 hours into three steps essentially of what you went through yeah. mentally, physically, just wrapping um, it all up. Um, there's a clear step of where the, the physical, the really hard physical stuff I know we had that bit of a, a shift from you guys were absolutely like in the water, right? You know, crawling and back crawling. And then, and then we had that one break and it's just like, it went from physical absolute smashing to maintain. Mm. That was probably that first step. And that, that to me made me realize like the plan that I had originally written up for you guys. And I just said, look, be dynamic about it. Um, it was not achievable. Like there was no way we were sitting in the water for three hours straight. <laughs> I, I literally wrote like three hours in the water. We did. We, we did got about, to a point where I was oh, like, "They're literally gonna die." Like, we I did, don't think we can do that. We did like four minutes in the waves, and like it was windy, and the wind sucks. Like you could do it in the water, but the wind is a killer. But we were sitting there chattering away, like, oh, oh. Um, and and that was like after two or three minutes. 
I will admit to, and I'll get back to your question. Yeah, yeah, um, with the mind stuff, um, I was freezing in that water. And I just remember like shivering like crazy. And then I was like, no, stop. And I just remember breathing and it's just like, and my whole body just stopped shivering for that. Like probably it was about four or five seconds. And I'm like, you know, training that stuff, that is, that is the mind strength right there. Yes. To be able to step out of the pain and just, I guess, meditate on it. Um, so that was, you know, they're little level ups that you get out of pushing yourself so hard. It's like somebody could look at it and go, that was really stupid what you did. And, you know, in some eyes it could be, but at the end of the day, the mental level ups, like, and just, I don't know, personally for, for me, I was, when I was walking, I was doing those crappy walks and I'm, oh, pain, but I just take away from the pain and I start putting my head and I just do what I do in meditation, I visualize what I'm achieving. Not, not that physical moment, but what I'm achieving, you know, and for me, it's like that, those big financial goals that we've got and what that's going to create for us, what we can do for our family, what we can do for our friends, the lifestyle we'll get to actually live. And I just lived that while I was walking. And then next thing you know, you've just done another 400 metres without noticing. So it's like short-circuiting. In, so in these minute, minute um, intervals, what, like you're saying, some people could say that's silly, Four to five seconds over 45 or 48 hours, given the opportunity to step into that meditative state or to go, I have the opportunity to, to think differently here. Yes, while it might not last for 10 seconds even, it's short-circuiting the pain response. So if we just get back to the first question and then we'll move Sorry, into yeah. another one. That's okay. So we started with, no, all yeah. good. So the, the body breakdown essentially was the first step for you of like feeling that real physical shift yeah um it's just super hard like super hard and you know it got to the point where i think the, the, the shift to mental there was when i i went you know what i don't have to do this quick i just got to do it mm. and and that was i don't know it's kind of brought me back to like I, I feel sometimes you feel like you have to do things a certain way it's just like no make if it hurts, just change the way you do it so it hurts somewhere else, you know, like. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, so that was a, that was, I guess that was a bit big physical to mental shift. And then it went to, um, it just went to that maintain. It was just like the fatigue was there. Every time you stopped for 10 minutes and got back up, it hurt. Everything was stiff. But it's just like, right, we just push through that. And it's like, even though you walk like a robot for a minute and then you start to loosen up a bit and then you can keep going. Um, and then I think towards the end, it just moved to exhaustion, um, physical and mental. And like, you could feel that brain frog, frog coming in and, you know, you, you couldn't get out a sentence. Um, and then the pain of the, the feet pain, I think was the biggest one that took over at the end. It's just like, yeah. push through it. So it's not, it's not three clear things there, but it's definitely like, I've got all the physical energy. It's like, oh, I'm starting to really lose that. Mental kicks in. It's like, I can keep doing this. I'll do this however I need to do it. Turned into like, all right, now we're starting to really feel some physical pain. But it's just like push through the pain. That's the mental strength to push through the pain. Um, and realistically, like injuries could have happened. Injuries probably should have happened. And I thought they did happen. Um, but after rest, it proved that it was just, you know, the body going, take a freaking break. <laughs> Isn't it interesting though, when you think of like creating habits in the, in the opposite direction, 
it's kind of day two or day three is when you start gaining momentum whereas it's like it was that pinnacle of my body needs rejuvenation and rest now yeah um so like when when you're speaking to uh like trying not to give your pain a voice and i know that there was a physical signs like one of the big ones were your feet but then you you know a huge one was like the chafing of your balls and stuff i know that that was like extremely painful and like when josh was saying he was walking like a robot like his legs were literally externally rotated as he was walking and if you see the footage of it it's like that that in itself is like a, a physical disability in a way like I don't know what that's done to your physical what that did to your physical structure during that time mm. but um I would love for you to just I would love to hear what pain came up for you and whether you actually did let it in or whether it did come in and it was hard to get away at points and when you noticed those times were and if it was like when Sarah and I were around or when it was when you were silent or walking um I think it was just in the really hard parts like it was really crap the, the water the the water boarding of the waves mm, yeah that was really crap and like even though we you know you put on a brace we're putting on the brave face and chatting back and stuff like it, was, it was fun at the time um it was crap at the time at the same time yeah but those are the points where it's like in your brain you're just going man this is shit and i just can't wait for it to end but that's where i think the external talking kind of shuts your brain up sometimes that's where the cheekiness takes away that's where like going oh this is easy like just screaming out like it you can't think this sucks when you're screaming out this is easy you can't right. do it at the same time yeah um and i think when like just when we're trodden you know walking 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 it's just like the feet, the feet pain was like, it was taking over the mind. And that's where it was the moments where it's like, really start to think about visualization, think about link, link the brain to what's exciting coming up. And then when you're thinking about that stuff, like you still feel your feet, but you're not concentrating. Yeah. So you, your brain's pretty strong in the sense that you just, you move it, the focus away and you focus on something else. And, you know, it's like the law of attraction thing. And I love that stuff. And it's like what you focus on, you will achieve. What you focus on is life. You know, perception is reality. And if I sit here going, oh, my feet are hurt, well, yeah, they're going to keep hurting. I'm going to keep thinking about it. If my feet hurt, I'm just like, man, think about the house we're going to have in New Zealand. And yes. it's just like, you can't think about your feet then. Right. Yeah. I love that. It's kind of like the when you're in a loving state, it's like you can't be hateful. And it's like when you, um, yeah it's like you can't be angry. yeah that kind of the spectrum thing and and i love that because it's like the emotions do exist on a spectrum and it's all about perspective and where we choose to tune our little perspective into so so many people can be sitting on that i don't want to say like better or worse higher or lower but like towards an away value i guess um in like a, a more lesson i'm using like all opposites of the word a lesson constructive emotion that you can sit in versus going well how could i respond with gratitude in this moment or how could i respond with seeing this as a lesson and I'm not saying that all moments are fluffy and amazing but like what the boys went through was um incredibly challenging and then to even hear your perspective on that is a real mm. shape shifter just to for me it shows me how much you've grown mentally and and how sure. much you would have grown just in that short period of time like 
tenfold. Yeah, and to add to that, like this, I don't know, where your focus goes, like your brain just makes stuff happen with what you're focusing on. Yeah. And it's, it's really is a difference between like a, and I read it like in so many books now, and like you always see it's like the difference between an amazing life and an average life is just what, you can, what you're focusing on. Yeah. You focus on the amazing things. You focus on what you're grateful for. You focus on everything great and you're happier. You, you, you're more focused on the good stuff. You don't think about the bad stuff. You don't fill your mind with crap. You don't watch the news every night and fill your mind with shit because you're reading a book or you're, you're pushing harder and you're moving forward. And, and that's, that creates an extraordinary life. And, and things will come to you for, for focusing on because when you focus on bad, you're going to receive more bad. If you focus on good, you're going to receive more good. If you focus on bloody killing it, you're going to kill it. Because eventually, your actions will follow what you're focusing on. Your brain will find it. And with that, like, how good was receiving the cookie at the end of all of this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. And that, was, that was perfect, like, you know, the cookie jar stuff. And that is, like, you know, the callousing the brain. That was yeah, that was a, that was that was like doing a thousand pull-ups for the mm. brain. <laughs> I think more. Yeah. But like what you know, I think I said it to you after when you were sitting in the front with me as I was driving, is that something that came over me strongly at the end was that it feels so anticlimactic. And you know, when you do really huge events mm. of like we're, we're kind of conditioned or programmed that it's this build up to something, but it's like, yeah, no, we're just going to get coffee and we're literally going to sleep. And yeah, we did that. And you both were like buggered and as were we, but I don't know if it was more of a, like, just, I don't actually know how to feel about yeah. this. Like, what are you, what's your, it, it's, what's it just, it's a reminder that don't, chase a goal for the point of achieving a goal yes yes you know we totally i thought it would have been more dramatic at the end as well mm. and i remember like you guys like step over this i'm just like i don't really care like, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um but you know like even though the whole 48 hours was fun it was fun parts of it it wasn't a fun experience but now i have that experience yeah. and now i can draw on that experience it's like if i'm playing footy and I will get back to footy. If I'm playing footy and it's freaking hard and I've got somebody made a break and I've got 80 meters to chase it down, you know, it's in those moments where I'm going to be like, oh, I don't really want to, but then it's like, well, I did that. Mm. And that's way freaking hard. Yeah. Get it's just like those, you don't have to think about it. Your brain just like, like they said, it's like it's a cookie in the jar. It's like, yeah. you know, pull your finger out and do it. Look what you've done before. You know, you know you can do this. It's like a four-minute mile thing. Nobody could ever break the four-minute mile until one person did. And the next minute, school right. kids are doing it. Like, totally. you've done this and you know this can be done, so do it. Yeah. And then oh. it's just discipline. Do it. <laughs> oh, and I could talk to you about discipline all day. Yeah. Um, just I feel like we are the same in that area. And I think we actually, between you, Sarah, Tom, and I, we we really understand how discipline and practice is, is so critical to freedom in any area of your life. And it's like, like you said, it's less about getting to the point of like, oh, I achieved that and ticked it off. It's actually the progress there and it's progress beyond that moment. That's just a, that's just a checkpoint. It's like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, that, of course that was going to happen, but um, don't get lost 
too much in the moment of a huge accomplishment, but also like give yourself time to acknowledge what you went through, but then it's like, okay, so mm. not like, not always going, what's the next thing? But it's like, okay, that happened, cool. How can I now build on it? How can I give back more? Yeah. Um, what's gonna be the next thing that breaks me to my next little checkpoint here to keep progressing through life? And I, yeah, I just wanna say how, how proud I am of you and how amazing it was to watch you in a different, environment yet again because we've all gone through so much together and that was like a you know it was another level because you and Tom responded quite differently in moments and yeah um yeah, yeah it was, it cool. was a good bonding to me and Tom as well like I remember I will say like at the start I was more of like oh we got this and yeah. he was a little bit like oh man and like we got this and yeah. toward the end my brain was going I just wanted to finish he's like man we got this yes. so you know it's like having that teamwork there teamwork's awesome and he said that as well. He said uh, he didn't know how to act and he, he was watching you. And it's like, you know, watching you two watch each other was like you could see that he was really relying off your mentorship and like, I guess, life experience and maturity in, in certain areas or just mind game. Like mm. he's, he's mentally strong and he's awesome. And it, it's cool to see that <clears throat> he actually adopted the lessons that um, – were given over those 48 hours like you said the roles reversed and it's like mm. you know they were interchanging between it. it's like when one dips it's like an opportunity for the other one to go come on man you can't sit down you've got to keep mm. going um so another question that I, I want to ask before we do wrap this up is did you enjoy the just having you two or do you think it would have been dramatically different with a team who was either really like you function well together or conversely didn't function well together like yeah what, what would have that been? um i enjoyed the experience altogether mm. and that was the experience to enjoy so i'm happy with that yeah um team environments make things very different like yeah. if there was more people there um you know you, you've got it's like a footy team like for me it's like you want to put in more for the boys yeah but it's the same just having tom there too like it's like we both got this but you know when you've got a team there, it's like if two people are just like, oh, and the third person's like, well, see is and runs, it's like, oh, I'm going to keep up with you. Yes. Um, whereas, like, if you've got, you know, a whole bunch of people, it's like, oh, and, you know. Clarence is. Oh. Yeah. Team environments, I love that setting. And um, I think, you know, that's probably a big win when it comes to the actual hell weeks, hell, like, hell week for the the seals right. having the team there because you know i guarantee everyone's hurting but there'll be those strong the stronger people in that team just boys like push through push through push through and and people will hold on to that and, and work for that and want to be a part of that um, it makes you work harder was it then really challenging in a way to receive that from sarah and i being out like obviously one knowing us but then being feminine and then stepping into our masculine in that way did you feel like there was less of a oh man I had I had brain fights with myself because I was like I was getting annoyed because we we're just getting smashed and that was part of it but that's just the things you go through yeah. but um I remember sitting there fighting with myself I, I had that moment I was like oh you guys haven't done this so stop it so <laughs> like but then I was like I remember like we asked you to do this and we want you to do this and this is as those mental fights you have with yourself and that's where you're just like what's a better one to pick here what's a better way to handle this myself 
you know, so I handle myself better for other people. I love that. Yeah, I do remember having oh. those fights with myself. And it's just like, pull your fucking head in. We're all splashing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was me to me so amazing do you have any final messages for our people that are watching listening in terms of like a message that you want to put out there or in terms of like future hell weekends to come like no the biggest message is like don't say you can't do it. the amount of times People say, oh, I could never do that. Or I can't, you know, like, you know, we've had put photos up of us in the ice bar. It's yeah. like, oh, I couldn't do that. It's like bullshit. Well, you can't if you subject yourself exactly, to Exactly. But telling yourself you can't, yes, yeah, just push, push yourself. Yeah. Make, like, grow by pushing yourself. So the same as in the gym. If you lift heavier, you're going to get bigger. If you push harder with your mind, it's going to get stronger. If you get mentally tougher, you know, you can do more. Do things that you don't think you can do. And do things that suck every day. <laughs> Just a yes, little bit. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Do things that suck every day. You know, we wake up, the first thing we do in the morning, literally jump, jump out of bed. I pretty much throw my halfway undies on still from yeah. the previous day yeah, and jump 100%. in a two degree freezer <laughs> with like, when I say two degree, it's like submerged in water. Yeah. You know, there's ice, ice bloody like, Chunks, just cut me and stuff because they're still <laughs> sharp. Do shit that sucks because when it comes to things that you actually have to do that suck, you're just like, well, this isn't this it. is not bad. bad. Yeah, you're like, oh, is that all? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's probably the one thing I want to convey. And like, yeah, thing life just seems pushing myself now is harder to do because things are simple uh-huh. you know that's yeah. the comfort life isn't it and success is living on the edge of discomfort i think or the edge of comfort whichever being comfortable being uncomfortable yeah yeah i love that yosh i i love chatting to you in general i love living with you it's like this welcome to our house, yeah, welcome to our house. <laughs> my house um yeah it's just it's a cool way of really like you said strengthening bonds not only just as like our friendship but between all of us together um the four of us and then getting to spread that to the wider community and um i think it's really special that we're able to not just hang out and be gooses but then also step into that serious mode and, and share this like on an interview or um just sit there and be serious and really talk about what challenges you or um, so I, I appreciate your time and energy as always. And um, if anybody wants to get in contact with Josh, just to just to speak about it, if it's not something that you want to speak about publicly, it's like I'll pop in his details in the Instagram live notes and also in the podcast notes. So yeah, and best place for them to get in contact with you would be where Josh. Both, Both Facebook, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. You can actually find me on Facebook now. I always have my <laughs> profile on private. So like you'd search me and I'd never come up and I'm like, just find me. So no, it's all, it's all public now. Josh Lees and then it's Josh Lees. Perfect. Happy days. Cool. No worries. Well, we, yeah, I'm just saying no worries. Like in advance that you, you've thanked me. Um, yeah. Awesome. Tune in for the next episode. Uh, 
and tune in for the next Hell Weekend date. Um, I think we might have to go through another little round of an initiation with you and Tom for some things that I, I want to discuss with you. So. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. We're going to run that for everybody else. And the big part about that is you should never make people do what you haven't done. Boom. Mic drop. Love it. Peace out, legends. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. I really enjoyed recording it and I truly hope that you feel lighter, more inspired and that it really has added value to you or maybe somebody that you shared it with. Keep tuning in and please subscribe, like and share this episode or the episode that you love the most on your social media page and tag me in it and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And if you're not on the social media train, that's cool. Just reach out to me via text or email and I'll get back to you there. The more feedback that you continue to give, the more value I can continue to give back to you. And with that, I'm signing out with oceans of love and light. Law. Thank you.